Hey, Patriots, and welcome to Bart on TV here with Bart's FM Podcast. You like that new intro? That is awesome, and that is thanks to the great team here at Brighton TV. Nice intro. Thank you, guys. Really, really cool. Love it. So might have to steal it for other things. It's really good. Uh, Patriots, we've got a lot to cover today and just the whole principle of where this war is going. And if we haven't been, you haven't been paying attention, which I hope you have, there is only one target that these creeps want, and that's your kids. And that's the kids of everybody. Everything and all roads lead to the rulership of pedophiles and freaks that at the end of the day want your children. And they want your children out of your control. They want your children under state control, but worse than that. They want your children so screwed up that they will never be able to function like normal human beings in their lifetime. Completely addicted to drugs, degenerated with surgeries and other things and mentally incapacitated. We're going to talk about all that right after these messages. In recent years, the world has only become increasingly more chaotic and uncertain. Disruptions to the supply chain have resulted in global food shortages, making it difficult for us to access the very resources we need to live in a functioning society. That's why it is now more important than ever to be prepared for the unexpected. Here at Brighteon and BrighteonStore.com, we've made it our mission to help you and your loved ones be prepared for any emergency, which is why we are dedicated to bringing you a wide selection of ultra-clean and lab-verified superfoods, supplements, preparedness items, and other health products. So support your health and this free speech platform by shopping at BrighteonStore.com today. The Kelly Key easily converts your AR rifle to bolt action, allowing you to keep the rifle you love in assault weapon jurisdictions. The Kelly Key is a true fast drop-in solution. No permanent changes to your rifle. Import, transport, own, and have fun with your AR. Why the Kelly Key? Because a bolt action is not an assault weapon. Stay future ready from gun bans with the Kelly Key. The Kelly Key also lets you quickly and easily build your ideal hunting rifle, lets you build a quiet a suppressed rifle, and benefits your long-range precision shooting. Available now at KellyKey.com with free shipping. Experts agree that cardio, muscle, and brain exercise are critical to overall health. But what if you discovered you were missing an exercise that the Surgeon General says was just as important? It's called Juvent, the first clinically proven micro-impact platform in the world. Juvent's clinically proven, patented technology discovers the right frequency of micro-impact for your body. Simply stand on it for 12 seconds and calibrates the Juvent to the uniqueness of your size and body mass. Brought up the webpage here of the Juvent uh, webpage so people know what we're talking about. It's a platform, it's a micro-impact platform. And uh, I, I literally use it every day. Knee pains and joint problems and back pains that they've seen resolve um, with using Juvent. Hey, Patriots, and welcome back to Bards FM here on Bright on TV. We're going to get going first and foremost with probably the most important thing you can do in your day, and that's to get a good night's sleep. And so the best place to do that, and we always know, is MyPillow.com. Head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. You're going to find the latest sales, the latest specials, the latest stuff going on. MyPillow 2.0 is like rocking the world. It's a fantastic product, but they've also got some incredible, incredible deals right now. The Giza Elegance Pillows. There's down as low as 1998. And then they've got a big sheet sale. You can match your Giza Elegance Pillow with a Giza Cotton Sheets with for $29.98. But the big winner, yep, that's it. It's my pillow 2.0. It uses a heat 
regulating thread that Mike has discovered that is, really makes a difference. And I'm telling you, I am big on it. I don't exaggerate. I have, there's four of them in the house and I'm probably going to replace all of them up at the other property we have so that our, what our Bards Nation headquarters, we're going to go MyPillow 2.0s up there next. And they're great products, great things to have. You do sleep better. And in this point in time, when we need sleep, those sorts of things prove to be very critical. So head on over to MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. Use your promo code Bards, B-A-R-D-S. Take advantage of the incredible savings that are going on. There's all sorts of things they've got on that store that you just possibly can't live without. And the best news is that We've been victorious while we support a company that's truly Christian-centered and American Patriot Liberty-centered. Bed Bath & Beyond is bankrupt. <laughs> Sorry, Bed Bath & Beyond, but you lose. And all those others that have tried to destroy Mike's business didn't fare too well. You know, they also have some great throw blankets and kids' pillows with Bible stories and Bible verses on it. So check that out as well. And that is another big issue to really keep in mind of what we're trying to do here is trying to support businesses, themes, and our faith in this nation. So again, mypillow.com forward slash bards, mypillow.com forward slash bards, promo code bards, B-A-R-D-S. Take advantage of the incredible savings and you won't be disappointed. Always great products, a great company. You know that every bit of your dollars goes in one way or, or another to saving this nation and promoting liberty. So again, mypillow.com forward slash bards, promo code bards. I'm telling you, Patriots, this has been probably more bizarre of a world than I ever anticipated. Back in 2012, I was working at Fort Meade at a group called Asymmetric Warfare Group, which was a special missions unit. And I was assigned to what was called Dog Squadron, also known as the Squadron for Concepts and Integration. We had a global mission. And our global mission was to look at future and emerging threats they were going to be facing our warfighters and the nation. During that time, my specialty was information warfare and applied towards many other domains of warfare, which included subterranean, fire as a weapon system, informational, and the whole area of unrestricted warfare, which was mapped out by the Chinese. In addition to that, I worked with the concepts of fourth, fifth, and the over the horizon idea of sixth generation warfare. So all those things are on, on the docket to look at. Other teams that I worked with included teams of doing adaptability, which was a huge concept in, in creating adaptability within our force and a variety of other amazing ideas of how we had to deal with this future threat. What became very clear at that point in time was that we were heading into a new era of warfare, which we now know as fifth generation warfare. But it hadn't been truly realized yet, but it was beginning to be, the groundwork for that was beginning to be laid in 2015 under the uh, lizard head Barack Obama. So what that is, is that we were watching the evolution or the beginning of the development of a private-public partnership. That theme was being pushed in the government. And the private-public partnership was a partnering with corporate America and the government agencies, particularly the three letters, to be able to influence Americans for a global agenda. What was evident even then in our military is there was a migration towards a globalist thinking. And with that was a strong emphasis on the concept of Europhiles infiltrating our government, which meant those that liked Europe very much, wanted to partner with Europe very much, wanted to be closer with NATO. And that was all kind of at the front end of a larger back end agenda, which we now know as the World Economic Forum's One World Government, Agenda 2030, and a variety of other things. All of those concepts at that point in time were at best conspiratorial and, and in other ways, extreme fringe. But nonetheless, it became very evident that we were facing something amazing and amazingly difficult and very amazingly challenging and amazingly transformational. At that point in time, the world was essentially considered a monopolar world. With the collapse of the Soviet Union, we were in a place where the bipolar world, which is two superpowers, was over. And what had happened by default is the United States has had now slid into the singular superpower role, which is the multipolar world, which was for some ideas, the agenda that they wanted. But it, what it 
It allowed more than anything was the expansion of the hegemony of the dollar, the expansion of the U.S. military to be used as a coercion device rather than a, a device or a unit to defend America. And it allowed the world to be subjugated and subdued by the power of force and the loss of free will. And that happened at an increasingly increasing rate as we also waged war all around the world, including heavy wars throughout the Middle East, causing blood rifts and essentially forever hatred. It was also setting the stages for the next piece, which very few saw and could, could foresee, which was the shifting of power from the United States to a central global one world governance, which would be spread across the world, but with the predominance of manufacturing reset and established into China. And remember that China, China and the CCP are separate because you are dealing with the Han Dynasty, which is predominantly hating the world and wants everybody to be subjected to their will. But the agendas of the Han Dynasty were to spread China everywhere and to basically make the world theirs, Chinese and everyone else slaves. That runs in conflict, by the way, with the World Economic Forum, which wants to see their own version of that, but the two don't get along, which is probably to our benefit, but it doesn't make life any easier. So the point is that in 2012, I, I did brief a concept that we were heading into this new era of warfare, a warfare that would be waged against the American people and a warfare that would use and leverage the American people in such a way that they would be, it would be unsuspecting. They would be hit by one of the most intense and vicious psyop and information wars ever waged. And then in the end, it would be more devastating than any nuclear war. I still hold to that. Even though nuclear war has physical and carnal casualties, the issue that we have here is that we are dealing with long-term traumatic and psychological impacts. Some people mentally broken over the last six or eight years of this warfare. And it's not going to get much better anytime soon. We are heading into an age of complete informational plurality where truth has no root. And that's been the agenda of the left since easily in the 1960s. Jacques Derrida wrote several books on the deconstruction of language. He was a French philosopher that came out of the, or at least aligned with the Frankfurt School in Germany. He was part of the deconstructionist communist movement where language was seen as the tool to take over humanity. And his books, which were three volumes in their initial print, they were all printed within a span of each one within a span of six months of each other, redefined the way that academics looked at language and used language. That led to the work by I think people like Hayden White, who were, was a historical revisionist out of the University of Santa Cruz in California that started to proclaim in his works that history was fiction. And we went further to look at the influence of the Frankfurt School from people like Abamas, Adorno, Heidegger. They were all rooted in the post-Marx era, all about creating revolution in the academic sense and changing the world, essentially, as Adorno wrote about the, the anti-dialectic in the revolution, which was basically creating a revolution even where there wasn't one. We ended up into going into the postmodern era, which was in the late 90s, mid the mid late 80s and early 90s, and the postmodern era began to talk about how truth was pluralized. There was no actual truth, and that created the post postmodern era, which is literally what we're living through now in real terms, where everything has is redefined, and that ultimately goes back to the book and concept of 1984 which is where we truly have a truth commission and history and the truth is rewritten every single day in that story and that narrative to create a constant and perpetual dynamic to where people can't find grounding in anything that's real. And it leads to a psychosis on a global level where everything is pluralized, nobody has a reference point and it breaks human free will and creates slaves out of the masses. If you think for a moment, that these people aren't jumping up and down with joy and laughing at you, you're foolish. If you think for a moment that you don't have the power to counter this, you are also foolish, if not stupid. But these people are loud, they're noisy, they're boisterous, they're chest thumping, they like to get in your face. And most of all, 
they like to use their sexuality as one of the greatest weapons of war. They talk about things of equality and inclusion when what they're actually telling you is they want their way and they want you and I eliminated. There is no peace to be made with transgenders. Let's be clear. There is any more little peace at all to be found with within the LGBTQ movement. They as a whole have become so deeply driven by their own sexual perversion and the mandate to force it upon everybody's lives that they are no longer rational beings to be dealt with but ultimately have to be separated and segregated from the mass. And we're headed into that sort of dynamic at this point in time. The world is truly being divided by a sword and we are seeing the separation happening before our very eyes. And it's hard to witness because we want to believe somehow that in this process, there's going to be a hero, a heroine to step in and save the day. We are, we've been programmed to believe in the hero in the movie. It's going to be some superhero. It's going to be some, Great commanders that will step up and rally the forces and everything will be made better. That's the whole idea behind the politics and the voting in a new president and somehow they're going to make things better and they're going to come in with big promises, but nothing's going to be made better until we the people step in and do our job. Now, in the midst of all of this, the things they don't want you to look at, they don't want you to see the, the occasional court cases where things really are changed, like the recent court case that came out of Missouri or the judge put a smackdown on the Biden administration to tell the Biden administration that they could no longer surveil America and by coordinating with the, the social media companies. So that is a, a plus. But at the same time, we're being deluged by ridiculous narratives and trying to whitewash the most important issues. We have these interviews that like Tucker's been doing with, I can't even think of the guy's name right now. He's He's the American fighter and so forth that was thrown in prison for child sex trafficking. No mention of had issues about him. And yet he's an icon for a lot of the youth. All of this leads to a single concept. As you degrade language, as you degrade the concepts in which we associate with, as you change everything to a pluralization of, of information and truth becomes a lost item, it becomes extinct in their world. We are left fumbling to try to keep ourselves afoot. We're trying to keep ourselves alive. Incomes collapse. We're, people are sent to be homeless. The whole idea is to ultimately drive people into what we are calling these 15-minute cities, which are nothing more than prison camps. And while we grew up with the idea of FEMA camps, nobody foresaw the idea that they would do so in such a way that people would willfully walk into their own prisons and accept eternal damnation on this earth by their own free will. And that's literally what's happening right now because in the in intensity of the PSYOP war and the information war, people are breaking, people are giving up, people aren't seeing where this is going. They're, they're starting to talk about the foolishness of the movement. They're wanting to see things end. You're starting to hear this narrative percolate up more and more, which is ticking the clock closer to a fact that they can do just that. And so you will end up with a promise and opportunity to consolidate humanity into these great new cities. They will be new opportunities, 15 minute cities where we can save the world as if it needs being saved from this extreme carbon consumption and the danger of global warming. Smack people into 15 minute cities where there's no cars or transportations. Everywhere you go, you have to be tagged and tracked. And you do that for the betterment of humanity. The, the individual concept is lost. The pluralization of what is better for the masses is spoken. And if the mass rises up and identifies one as the problem, that one must be eradicated and the mass will willfully kill it and exterminate it for the benefit of their perverted ways. They're raising up a, a, a fascist society that is a willful army that will consume its own they will eat their own children by their own free will. And I'm not kidding when I say that because they're getting to such psychosis in this world that we're literally walking into a place where humanity is going to be able to be told to eat their kids and they will. That's how sick we've become as a, as a general diagnosis. There is only one group of people that can save this world. And that's the remnant. It's the remnant that God has here that's awakening and it's the remnant that's well grounded to understand exactly what we're talking about, that we need to start moving forward and being loud and vocal and to drawing a line of what we will and won't accept.
But this is one of the most dangerous times we've ever existed because as the truth is being exposed of the elites, they are accelerating their plan to try to put the genie back in the bottle, so to speak. They want us back in our cage. They want to shut up. So that means that the louder we get, the more that they're going to try to confuse truths and accuse people of things they haven't done. And with the advent of AIs, they can do just that. They can create and fabricate entire fabricated lies that most people will believe. And they're already testing it. You're hearing about robocalls now, the people getting called on a cell phone with it's the sound, the exact voice of their daughter with even personal references and their daughter saying things or, or their son claiming that they're being kidnapped, they're gonna be murdered, help them screaming. This is happening. And it's happening more and more, and it's a it's a test run to be able to control humanity and keep it in a constant state of fear. The overarching control mechanism for this pedo elite is fear. And so the latest, obviously, is the fear of child sex trafficking. It is not a fear, it's a reality, but they're going to use it to their advantage. And that's where we have to really be aware and be vigilant. We have the power to stop all of this. The one thing that these people want more than anything is your kids. And the reason they want your children are multifaceted. They want the children because with the children, they can shape the future. If you control the kids, you control the world. They want the children because not only do they control the world physically by their mentality of how they shape them, but they control them spiritually, which is the most important part of this, the fabric of this matrix. And so we are in a point right now where the war is being waged full tilt against the children. And the response is relatively benign by the parents. In fact, we're seeing more and more parents cave in to this pluralism. And it's a combination of just being naive, of some being just culturally retarded, and some just being suffered and damaged by a society that has trained them to be dumb and obedient. But we have a combination of effects going into play here simultaneously, where literally parents are willfully part of having their children destroyed. And the problem is that once a parent gets involved in the destruction of their child, which they're doing more and more, the profits for the medical industry are off the charts for that. But once the parent walks down that path and accepts that dark path in their life, they will never stop fighting for transgenderism until the day they die. And why? Because if they do, they'll have to admit that they were part of a crime against humanity and even worse, a crime of humanity that it willfully they participated in to destroy their own child. So the idea that transgenderism can't exist becomes an impossible fight for them because to accept that they were wrong means that they were also a criminal and a vicious one. They were in the level of Mengele and his associates. This is one of our greatest challenges we've ever faced in humanity. It's been well-engineered. It was designed to create blood rifts. And unfortunately, I think that where we're headed in all of this is a permanent rift, a sort of exodus of those that truly walk within the body of Christ and seek that faith of kingdom versus those they want to live and revel in the pits of hell of multiculturalism and inclusion. But there's no real way of making peace between the two groups. We can pray and we will, and we can bring things to the courts of heaven to be judged as we should and must. But we have to be fairly realistic about what we are facing here. We are dealing with an enemy that is ruthless, has no limits and no bounds, and at the end of the day, wants your children. They want to rape them. They want to use them and exploit them, sexually use them in any way they can. In some circles, they want to sacrifice them. They want to torture them. They want to find sexual pleasure in the pain and screaming of your child. And it gets worse from there. We have to start facing the reality of the, the magnitude of this horror that's around us. And while Sound of Freedom as a film has done a great job of awakening people to the horrors of child sex trafficking, it still remains something that's out of the borders of the United States. The primary part of that film occurs outside of the United States. But the consumption of child-related sex, sex material, and exploitation is right here within our borders. That's where the majority of it is. And so in all this discussion that we have, we're going to have to start being realistic to turn our optic into our country and realize that the real horrors that we are dealing with live within our boundaries and our walls. And those that are in power are 
using those that enjoy that sort of pleasurable experience of destroying children to raise them up while they crush us down and tell us we're crazy. Department of Justice today, or just within the last 48 hours, has ruled that child sex trafficking is no longer a concern. And these sorts of things are continuing on. California just passed a measure or turned down a measure that would have put heavier penalties in child sex trafficking because the pedophiles are in control. And we've allowed that to a degree. So the real question we have to start asking ourselves is how are we going to get out of this? Because if we're all we're going to focus on is the vote and a process of an established process, a network of corrupted systems, are we ever going to get an outcome that will benefit the will of the people? And the answer is absolutely not. We never will. So we have to start making the hard choices that our founding fathers knew we would and confront the idea that it is our duty, not just our right, but our duty to, uh, to throw off such forms of governments like this, to pursue those that are of better will and, and nature for, for humanity. That's where we are, decisions we have to make, and we'll talk more about that right after these messages. Your own government has the power to activate a kill switch on all telecommunications, instantly shutting down all private phone calls and texts. An EMP weapon or solar flare can achieve the same result. Rolling blackouts or permanent power outages will also take out the power supply to cell tower antennas, rendering mobile devices all but useless. During these emergencies, how do you stay in touch with the important people in your life anywhere on the planet? The answer? is the Bivy Stick at sat123.com. The Bivy Stick is a two-way satellite text messaging device that uses a satellite constellation, not cell towers, to send and receive text messages. It works anywhere on planet Earth, including in war zones or blackout areas. In unpredictable times, the Bivy Stick helps you stay connected when it matters most. Visit sat123.com to get one while they're still available. Thanks for your support of this platform. Use the code BTV at checkout for additional savings. Brighteonstore.com SAT123.com They have put together a really incredible package. Emergency backup communication systems, power systems. We've got sat phones. We've got uh, solar panels and also the big 400 watt solar panel behind us there. And why does this matter? Because of course right now we are dealing with massive risk of blackouts and the power grid is just failing you know intermittently but it's going to get worse because we've also got energy shortages think about the lack of coal power the diesel problems that are happening right now if you're in the military or the national guard or border patrol or law enforcement and you need to be able to function even when the power grid goes down or maybe you're a first responder rescue team firefighter paramedic you name it you need to know about this equipment. So SAT123.com, folks. Hey, Patriots, we're back here on Brighty on TV with Bards FM podcast. One thing we are going to have to confront is, besides the fact that our world is being run by a bunch of pedophile psychopaths, which we know that, by the way, that's not a, an issue. Oh, my glasses are all screwed up. Here we go. That's a little better. Kind of weird. Anyway, um, we know that our world is being run by a bunch of pedophile psychopaths. And with that, you never know what they're going to do. And part of the things we know they do is they love to have weather warfare. And they know, we know at, that we have all sorts of chances of them trying to shut down the grid. And that happens in many ways. EMP is one of the most likely that they could 
to do, but that also includes lightning strikes with weather warfare. And then, of course, there's this outlier of getting a solar flare. But even if they just manually shut down the grid, you can have massive surges that can screw everything up. So you need a protection for that. And the best out there is EMP Shield, EMPShield.com, EMPShield.com. These are fantastic products. They have a, an incredible array of products for your vehicles, for your RVs, for your generators, for your base station radio stuff. And I have one on the ATV. I have one on the Jeep. My dad has it on his rigs. We have it on our house. They're just incredible. They're great quality products, great great insurance to insure electronics. And like it or not, we're, we're dedicated and we're reliant on electronics. So if you go over to empshield.com right now, you can use your promo code and you'll get $50 off per item or per order. But here, here's the best part is you will also get a site-wide 10% off, which is happening right now. So that's an extension of what they call their freedom sale. And this is a full range of stuff that you can find there. All their products is to protect everything in your house. It's electronic driven. They also have an amazing array of information on both their certifications, which happen to be done through the best agencies out there to DOD standards and DHS standards, as well as information on how to install, right? They're, and they're not difficult to install. I have my mine and my Jeep installed under my passenger seat. My dad has his in, in the front. He has an Explorer. It's underneath the hood. Jeeps are always a little tight in there, so you have to find another place. Easy to install, great products, great quality. Get it done quickly, and it gives you an unbelievable level of security that you need. And so, and, and then the other things too, which I've been scrolling here, notice that they also have protection for solar systems, which is a big deal, especially with EMP and ham radio base stations. So head on over to empshield.com, empshield.com. Use your promo code BARDS, get $50 off and then and free shipping, and then get an additional 10% off site-wide because of the Freedom Sale. There you go. Check it out, empshield.com, promo code BARDS. Now, I don't know if we can pull it up. Hannah, I don't know if you can pull up that picture of my bull. That would be great. I didn't ask you to. That's a last-minute thing. We'll get to it in a second. But anyway, um, I was I was taking a picture of my big beefy animal the other day, and he's something else. But we'll see if that comes up or not. I was going to show it to you <laughs> because the core of our of our survival right now is food sustain food sustainability and setting up safe spaces in our in our lives. Now you know I've talked about the idea of Operation, the whole principle of Operation Vineyard. I think I've discussed that, but I want to go over it a bit because it's really shaping everything that we're doing in Bard's Nation. A number of, almost two weeks ago, it's actually two weeks ago today, God put on my heart a commission to accept, which I know I talked about last week. And that has become named by God, by God as Operation Vineyard. And our Father has given us three principles there, which is to rescue, heal, and restore our children. And so with that, what we need to be able to do is to be able to build a network across our nation, build, beginning in each county, they will start to address those needs. And that builds off of the seven pillars of county by county. Now, I'm going to bring up that picture again in my bowl, just so I can show you, because he's a big boy. That, that's, that is a big bowl right there. He's a Sin Angus, um, and if you're wondering where he is, there is a garden area near the house that got overgrown, so I let him in there to go graze down the grass. They're like he's like the chief, he's the head honcho of there of the gardening crew, and they're doing a great job. They took all those weeds down to almost nothing, so I don't hardly hardly have to mow, which is wonderful. But anyway, there you go. You get to see the Sin Angus bull. I haven't named him yet. People ask me, but he's gonna he's gonna make some nice babies. I've got some. Let's say red Angus behind him and another another Angus behind him. So her, I mean. So there you go. All right. So anyway, food is going to be one of our principal issues in what we do. And But it really, if we go down to the principal issue of understanding what we're having to accomplish, which is to build a, an, a world outside of the world that they're forcing upon us. They are trying to migrate everybody into these 15-minute cities models. And if we if we go along with it, once you step into that world, you're never getting out. And the best 
part for them is once they get you roped in, they're going to get control of your children and they are never going to let them free. And once they screw up your children, the generations to come are not going to be free. We are literally in an Exodus 2.0. And it's interesting because God put that on my heart back in 2018 to speak of. And I remember when I did, people were telling me that's not biblical. I don't care if it's biblical or not. God told me to talk about it and we were there and we are here now. We are in an Exodus 2.0. And an Exodus 2.0 is a separation. It's, a, it's the threshing of us having to make a decision on whether we are going to live within the walls and confines of the world that they want us to live in, or whether we are going to step into the authorities in the world the kingdom wants us to live in. And that's a, that begins with how we commit ourselves in our heart. And so we go back to the seven pillars of county by county. Pillar number one is home churches, which establishes the sanctuary and, and spiritual space of, with Christ-centric in everything we do within our house. And that creates as well the kingdom authority within our home and our walls of our home and our borders of our home. Now, I've talked about this before, but I would also encourage each and every one of you to walk the perimeter of your property and pray and to pray a bloodline of Christ around that to establish a security and to call for a hedge of protection around your property to, and declare your property as kingdom's property. Turn it over to God. All you are is a steward. And that's an essential piece. Declare that property. Not just declare that property for kingdom. Some people want, want to. Some people will add to that, pouring holy oil around. Some people pour wine around. I've walked my property, properties, and it, it needs to be done. Then we have homeschooling, which now, as we see what's happening, keep in mind this whole architecture was given to us was given by God to be shared and to be built on three years ago. And look where we are now, three years later. Once we establish the kingdom sanctuary, we need to have a place for our children to be safe. And that's to get them out of the indoctrination camps that we call public schools. And they need to come home and work within an environment that is Jesus-centric, Christ-centric, and umbrellaed under the, under the love of kingdom to live within our walls and to prosper. That's homeschooling. Then we need food. And that goes back to the whole food sovereignty because we have to be able to eat. But more than that, the garden that we grow, which is Patriot Gardens, which is number three, they are, it's the act of sowing seeds and really relearning the whole concept of what wealth and prosperity is in kingdom. Every plant you grow comes up with dozens, if not hundreds of seeds to be able to have a bounty for the next season. The war we're in, they are doing everything they can to destroy food production. And they're doing it at many levels, and we have to be prepared for that. But for now, we'll talk more about that in other shows. But right now, we have to be centered on the fact that we need to develop an ability to grow food, to grow our medicines, and even potentially to grow our own energy. And that can be done through things like hemp and hemp oil. It can be done through wood and wood gasifiers. There's a variety of alternatives that we can look at that we're going to have to look at as we try to separate from them. Then we need right work. And part of right work is to be able to build up our ability to earn a living without the dependency on their system using our gifts and talents. That might be things like woodworking, that might be things like welding, sewing, uh, it, it might be glass blowing, it could be pottery and ceramics, it might be medical. All of these things to become good at areas and hopefully more than one where you'll be able to have a skill set that you'll be able to barter and trade in an alternative economy. We are living in an economy right now that's based on an exchange medium of the dollar that has zero value, it's truly Babylonian in nature, and we become accustomed to getting a pile of dollars for a, for a ton of our labor that we then go out and we use those dollars to buy the things that we want, but always in scarcity because we're never able to get what we want. And they're gonna move us further into, or humanity further into that trap. And that trap is deadly. That's a trap that once they get in there, they're going to give you credits, not dollars, not, not CBDCs, which is the, the central bank digital currency. The currency is points. It's like reward points you get for when you go shopping or when you like fly, fly, flight mileage coins or points. Meaning they're going to give you so many points for fuel, so many points for food, so many points for clothing. And when you don't perform well on their score and your social credit score, they're going to take those away and punish you so that you might be left without having fuel 
or might be left without having food. But if they get you down to a 15 minute city, then they're going to be able to even do more things like, like limit your ability to go out to certain restaurants, tell you specifically where you're going to live. And remember all of these places that you're going to shop, they're going to control and they're going to force you to keep those things sustained because they're going to channel you to buy. If you don't want to buy at Walmart, you're still going to buy at Walmart because it's the only place you can spend your points. If you don't want to buy at a Starbucks, you're still going to buy at Starbucks because it's the only place you'll be able to get your coffee or your tea. You won't be able to get it anywhere else. And the prices will be adjusted in, and to such a degree that you'll never be left with anything to save. And they'll put a time time on timer on this that if you don't expel your money within a certain period of time, 28 to 38 days, 28 to 30 days, the money will disappear and will you will never have it to use again. And if you don't use it, then it will tell the AI that you don't need that much. So they'll reduce your UBI the next month. This is the world where they're channeling everybody into, and there is a ton of sheep that are walking lockstep into this. So we have to have skills. And then you have to have the ability to maintain your own health because the corporate tyranny of health that we are currently in is only getting worse as doctors are being consolidated and told specifically what they can and can't do in terms of care. There's no longer free will. And most of that care directives are being developed by artificial intelligence. And then we have informed action, which is to be engaged in your community to understand what's going on. But more importantly, and most importantly overall, is to build knowledge libraries that are in paper, not in digits, that you can use to have resources to build your skills out if once they start to limit your access to the web. That's coming. A true safe network is being developed by the Department of Defense, which will mandate that you have to have some sort of biometric scan to enter into the web. And in addition to that, you're going to have to use a verification that your current shots are updated. It'll be some sort of digital ID and that your social credit score is a certain standard. And if you don't meet any of those standards, either your access to the web will be limited or it will be completely removed. And you won't be able to do any digital commerce unless they approve it and they control all of it. This is how they're shaping the world. The final part of this is stewardship and conservation. Within the stewardship and conservation, we have to start looking at how to work better outside of the economic architecture which they're developing. What does that look like? It means we have to come up with a, a way to exchange for goods and services. And that means barter of some fashion. And these things, there's a lot of ideas out here. And I will tell you in the own initiatives that we're working on in Bars Nation, we're continuing to work on that concept. In fact, I just spoke with Mike Adams about this just the other day, about looking at how we can hybrid. And, and Mike and I are, 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 are working on this, where we can hybrid a privacy coin with goods and services architected, architected under in the umbrella of a co-op so that literally what you create is an ability to have a barter economy with goods and services with the exchange medium being a, a privacy coin, a digital coin, so that all transactions are completely untraceable. Mike has also been working on a, a super great concept on a decentralized web so that you can bypass all these other systems and we'll be following suit with him on that in the near future for all of what we do in Bars Nation. These things are critical to start getting ahead of, and we have to be very adaptable in where we go forward. You can't get anchored and rigid and expect things to be like they were. It's going to be very challenging at times for the transition, but essentially what we're doing is exactly what happened during the Revolutionary War. There was a Continental Congress, and there was the authority of England, and those two authorities coexisted. There is already stood up now a Republic of Texas, which is an official government that is weren't running in parallel to the state of Texas. The state of Texas is the corporate Senate system. The Republic of Texas is the constitutional, we the people version. And each and one of us is going to have to be faced with that in our localities and we have to get smart on it. The other thing we have to get very smart on is common law. Is common law ties directly to moral law and ties to biblical scripture. God gave us our rights. Our rights came from our creator. That's in the Declaration of Independence. That's our founding document of this nation. And in so doing, no one can take those away unless we allow them to or we get we accept their rules of engagement. They've hijacked this system along the way. What they've done is created a legislative law system 
that has nothing to do with moral law and has absolutely nothing to do with how our constitution is written, hence the ability for them to get away with so much. So we need to be creating a parallel economy, a parallel system, a parallel, parallel network of exchange and commerce. And we can do all of that, but it's going to take enormous innovation. So that also means that each one of us has the responsibility to be innovative, not just sit on our, on our, our keister and wait for something. We have to start literally moving forward in those innovations. If that means running your vehicles on a different type of fuel, like methane that you can produce, or hemp oil that you can produce, or gasifier that you can work, you can produce and make, those are critical infrastructure things that we're going to have to start addressing. We also just need to start thinking about areas where we can consolidate. There's patriots all over the country, and there's but there are some places that will be stronger for patriots than others, even though they may even appear in blue states. It doesn't matter. There's counties that will be magnets to bring people in to create innovation centers and to create strong kingdom strongholds so that then that can be spread out. And each of those people that have come in may then turn around later and become emissaries to go out to other counties. But we're going to have to create a dedicated focus that adaptability and change is part of what our future is. But more importantly, that we're carrying the banner of Christ to be victorious over this evil that wants to enslave humanity. Our government is evil. There is no other way to put it. It is evil. It is dark. It is literally out for the victories of Lucifer. And children are their prize. And we have to keep our eyes on that. And that kind of takes me back to one of the most important things about this whole issue, which is what is the real fight? So in all of this architecting that we're going to be doing to build out an artificial or a secondary economy, a secondary governments, building up food sovereignty, building up the sovereignty overall for even what we do and working and bartering with one another, which we have to be prepared to do, we have to keep in mind what the enemy wants as its ultimate goal. It wants the children. It wants the children for total control. By hijacking children and taking control of them, they control what God gives the world as innocence, they corrupt it. And if they control the children, they control the spiritual fabric of this world. We can't let that happen. This is a very critical part of the fight. So in everything that we do, we have to remain focused on what their end goal is. And that means we have to remain focused on protecting the children. That means protecting them who are here, but then rescuing, healing, and saving or restoring those that have been damaged. And unfortunately, this point in time, many, many children have been damaged, even if they haven't been trafficked. They've been virtually trafficked by sticking them in these indoctrination camps in schools. So we have a lot of work to do here, and it's going to come down to us and the will of we the people to literally put the right path ahead of ourselves, pray into it, and agree that the children are the most important part of this fight. It's easy to get pulled side to side on a lot of topics of what's important to one and what's important to the other. But the one thing that brings us together, that keeps us focused truly on how evil these people are, and what our true fight is, is we are, need to be focused on the singular thing that they want the most. That's knowing your enemy and then using it against them. And that is the children, because that's what the enemy wants. They want the children in so many ways they want the children. It's like I'm watching a drooling golem. It's about ready to eat a fish. These people are sick beyond imagination. And that fight takes on many domains, from the unborn to those that are being exposed to abuse in the home, to those that are being exposed to abuse at school, to those that are being exposed to drugs on the street, to those that are being sexually trafficked and used within our borders. Remember, we are the number one consumer of destruction of children, of any products or outcomes of related to that. This country is, is vicious on that level. And when we start taking on this fight, which means we have to go to a county level, we have to start establishing safe places for children, we have to start establishing strong, deeply driven intelligence cells that map out the county and know truly what the human terrain and political terrain is there that's driving agendas and putting kids in harm's way. And then we have to develop a communication cells in each county that can tell those stories of what the intelligence is telling them and, and the stories of the success of the children that they have attempted to damage. We have to work all of that together as we step into another architect of, of law, which is ultimately common law. 
And once we start putting this together in several counties and moving it and exporting it outward, this you'll see some tremendous victories ahead. But it's going to be hard work. It's going to take every single one of us to dig in and fight. Let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you today for this time we've had to come together to reflect very deeply on this war that we walk within, a war that's banging on the door to harm the children and to do damage to the little ones. Father, we're reminded by the words of Christ that it would be better for these people to have a millstone put around their neck and cast out to sea. And so we're praying today that that's exactly what happens, that these people that are involved in this, we can bring them to the court of heaven, but we're asking for judgment upon them, for them doing damage to the little ones. So Father, we pray these things in Jesus' name and ask that you'll continue to guide us and protect us in this walk. Bless us with the resources needed to restore this nation as one nation under God. We say these things in Christ's holy name. Amen. All right, patriots. Lots to consider, lots ahead. A lot of details will continue to flow, but this fight is winnable, but it has to start local. It's the only way we're going to get through this. We can't, we can't affect what they do on a national level. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Until then or until the next time. Out for now.